Hello, I'm Chris and I'm your host for today. And I just wanted to talk about the subject of the attack that has been raised against your marriages, your family and everything you hold dear to your heart. Marriages was the first thing that God had gave before he gave any laws, any instructions, before governments were created, before the fall of man. The only thing that was told to the man to do was to work. That's the only thing God told man to do before he gave him a wife. Second chapter of Genesis verse 15 says, Then God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And further up in verses 21 and 22, God took a rib from Adam and made it into a woman and brought her to the man. And verse 24 says, a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Marriage was the first thing that was attacked in the garden. When the man was quiet and said nothing, while the serpent deceived his wife to eat what God had told them not to eat. Men, we have been quiet in our own homes when we should have been talking. If we hold fast to the commandment that God gave when he said, be joined to your wife and become one, we will have a better understanding of when we should talk. Let me say it like this. Women was taken from your rib out of your side. She came. What is a rib? Your rib is a bone that protects your heart, your lungs, you know, mostly the, most of the, all of your vital organs that you need to live. I just want to say this and I want you to hear me. She came from your rib. So she was put in your life. To protect the important parts of you. The man should be the more spiritual one. When the woman presumes her position, she will be the one telling the man to go up, get closer to God. God got work for you to do, encouraging you to go forth and be all that God has called you to be. She is the one that is protecting your vitals, encouraging you to stay connected to your life source. She will always encourage you to pursue God. You know, before I got married, I had a girlfriend and she appeared to be right for me in every way. But when I wanted to spend my birthday in church, she got upset. I mean, I don't even know why. Maybe she thought that I thought that me going to church was more important than she was. And in all actuality, it was more important, you see, because at that very time I had just got saved. So I was trying to soak up every bit of knowledge of, and revelation of who God was so I could get to know him for myself. And besides, he told me to come to the revival. So I didn't want to miss anything that he wanted to say to me. Let me say this. A wife is nice, but if she keeps you from God, you need to find out why. Man is the provider of the household. But who makes provision for the man? The Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and he obtains favor from the Lord. Okay, women, if you are not pushing your godly man towards God, then you are pulling him out of his favored place with God. I understood the vice that was used to weaken the core of family values. And it was called Section H. And when they sought to pull the men from the home so that the women could have adequate support to have a place for the children to stay, them and the children to stay. Um, they were forced to be what they were never intended to be. Women were never intended to be independent. When a woman came into the world, she was presented with a working man, a man that was tending to the garden that God had placed him in. And I just want to say, men, work in the place God places you in because things will come up and you will feel like you don't want to be there. 
But if you stay the course, you will eventually see why God called you to the place. God doesn't put you in a place for nothing. He's trying to get something to you or he's trying to get something from you. Either way, it's a win-win situation. Not only did Session H happen, but drugs came on the scene and gangster rap and drugs landed more men in jail and gangster rap influenced them to kill each other over colors and a block that ain't even theirs. Drug dealers and gangs don't own blocks. They work those blocks and end up in jail in bad shape, dead, or old with no pension to draw from. Do you see what the block will get you? When you choose the block, you lose. Get out and get a job. Or it's for life. Rather that's hustling or in prison. Unless you got somebody who's willing to take care of you. I know this ain't cool. It don't feel good. It don't sound good. But it's reality. Young boys influenced by music videos and other people on the block but it's not the block that is pulling these kids it's the lack of parents pushing their kids and sometimes they're just ready to be grown you know some some kids just tired of being children they're just ready to be adults they're ready to be grown they're ready to do their own thing they're ready to go how they want to go go where they want to go do what they want to do with whoever they want to do it with and I do, I just want to say this. I do understand that sometimes we can push our kids and push our kids and push our kids uh, to be all that they can be because we know that there is so much in them. Yes, we have raised them and, and we know that there is so much in them if they would just apply themselves. But sometimes the children don't want to apply themselves. But we have to tell them that they can make it, that they can be whatever it is they want to be. Men, we have to take our stand as head of our household. I know you see it and it looks like it just looks like it's too much. But God will make provision. He will guide you when you allow yourself to be guided by him. Men, you are the foundation of the family. If your family was a still constructed house with fortified walls and all is still only as stable as the foundation in which that house is anchored. And the Bible says a foolish man built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. In other words, in all of your providing, men, if you do not secure your foundation to the rock, which is God, when the storms come, you will undoubtedly find your house in trouble. Yes, it's good to have a woman in the house who keeps what is in the house from the outside destructions. But if the foundation is not carefully anchored in something that is unmovable, it would drift away. Or it would drift to the side. It would drift to the left. It would drift to the right. In other words, if a man is not anchored in God, when that storm comes, the family will be moved. Men. All the weight is on your shoulders. God made you to be the head of the house. He would have never given you the position if you couldn't weather the storm. God said, I will put no more on you than you can bear. I don't care who you are, what you do, how much you have, where you come from. If you are not anchored in the Lord, when the tests come or the storms come, you will be moved. No matter what state you're in, life is going to happen. Rather, you are in the world or you are in God. But it's good to know when it does happen, you have something you can stand on. And your family is standing in something that's anchored down and can't be moved no matter what may come or what may go. The pleasures of this life are going to last for only a moment. Wouldn't you rather have something eternal? 
Wouldn't you rather have something that will last forever? I know it isn't familiar, but that's where we need to be, out of familiar territory. I tell these guys I work with that, you know, no one here knows you. You know, here you can be whoever you want to be. Just remember whatever you name you whatever name you make for yourself, that is who people are going to remember you by. So leave what's familiar. Go someplace else. Go to know, get to know God on a personal level. We are under attack, but we can fight back with the word of truth. We can fight back when we give our children the necessary tools to excel in life. We can fight back when we refuse to give up on our spouse. We can fight back when we as men refuse to shut up. Women, I know you were taught that you have to be independent. You have to be a go-getter. I'm not saying that you don't, but I need you to be sensitive to God and what he is saying, because God did not call you to be the provider. But nonetheless, you have to do what you have to do. If the man is not doing his part or he needs your help getting it done, you are called his help me. And you wouldn't call that for nothing. Help your husband in all his endeavors because he can't do it without you. Wife, you were pulled from his side, from his ribs. Stand right there until y'all get it right. Becoming one doesn't happen overnight. You have to work through some things, around some things, over some things. You just have to work some things out in order to come to an agreement in marriage. You are the one who said, till death do us part. You have to understand life happens. And when it does, sometimes two heads are better than one when it comes to thinking things out. But four hands outweigh two all day when you are praying it out. One person can put 1,000 a flight, but two people can put 10,000 a flight. You are stronger together. You just have to break the stubbornness when you arguing and you say, you ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm grown. Shut your mouth. And submit yourselves to one another. I need you to see how much further you can get together than separately. Me and my wife have an agreement. I go to work and make the money. She stays home and take care of our children. My job is no more important than hers. And her job is no more important than mine. We did not just come up with this. And say this is what we're going to do. That definitely ain't what happened. She said God told her to quit her job and serve her husband. She said, God said, how can you serve me when you can't even serve the person you laying next to? You know, God was just saying she was just too independent. That she was taught some things or she learned some things as she went through life that told her that she has to be the one to make it happen. We have to understand we can't make it happen if we don't do what God is telling us to do. Everything that you have spoken out of your mouth that you said you were going to get. What you were going to do, what you were going to have is under attack. The vision is under attack. I know you are saying, why is it under attack when God ordained it? Yes, God may have ordained it. But because you spoke it, the enemy has to fight it. He has to stop destiny, stop purpose, stop what God is doing before God gets glorified for the thing that he already did. Yes, I said that he already did. His word shall not return to him void. Some of us got our children going through because we refuse to. You see, because God's word won't return to him void, somebody in your lineage has to do it. When God shows you something, he already did it. He made provision for it. He did it 
in your spirit first. It is conceived in your thinking. We are waiting for the manifestation, but while waiting for it to manifest, you can't grow weary in well-doing because the accuser wants to divide or separate us from the thing that God has shown us. He will tempt us to lure us away from the promise. We are under attack. Our purpose place is under attack. Our marriages are under attack. Our children are under attack. They are feeling like they don't fit in when it's not them, but the call that is on their life. They are not going to click with everybody. They feel like the outcast because they don't like what everybody else likes. They are doing things trying to fit in and feel like they are accepted. That's when your voice rings so loud in their ear and they don't they don't even want to hear you. You know why? Because truth hurts. They would rather be with the in crowd doing the wrong things than rather be a loner doing their own things. Children need to feel accepted just like you do. They need validation just like you did. Hopefully you don't got past that point now. But we have to we have a place in life, in death and in God that we need to be. So let's get there together. You never know what a hug or a conversation telling your children that you care, that you, you didn't know what you were doing when you raised them. Sometimes you have to expose things to break things in order for them to heal. You never know what truth can do for your children. No matter how old they are, what were you subject to as a child? Give them what you needed. Sometimes we got what we wanted, but getting what you want isn't always what you need. Forgive your past so that they can forgive their past and y'all can move towards the future together. You never know what forgiveness can do. You never know. And no matter how long you've been married, marriage is the most sacred entity we have when it comes to a bond. Family comes next. Let's protect what we have, knowing that it's priceless. God told the husband and the wife to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. It was not a suggestion. It was a command. You know, there was a battle in Ai. After Joshua and the Israelites had taken the city of Jericho, they were feeling strong. They were feeling powerful. They were feeling anointed to do what God had already called them to do, to receive a promise that God had already promised to the fathers that came before them. So they were feeling they were feeling real powerful. They were feeling real godly. They were feeling like they couldn't lose. But in the midst of feeling like they couldn't lose, they went to a, they went to the battle in Ai. And they lost. And upon their losing, Joshua threw a fit. He tore his clothes. He fell down to the ground on his face. Right before the Lord. Right before the Ark of the Covenant. Right before the Ark of the Lord. He threw himself down on the ground. Tore his clothes and, and put dust upon his head. And, and he was just having, a, he was having the most hardest time with that loss. Because he knew that God had told him that they, they were supposed to win. And that's what God is saying. You are supposed to win. There isn't anything that God has placed you up against. There isn't anything that God has put you in front of that you cannot win. All you have to do is make sure you're right. Make sure everything is right within you. Don't leave any doors open. Don't leave any gates open. Don't leave any way for the enemy to come in and win. Because in the battle of Ai, there was 
there was there, there were some Israelites that had that taken some some stuff from Jericho that they had no business taking because God said destroy it all. But the gold, silver, brass, and iron, you take that and put it in the treasury of the Lord. But they took it anyway, and they took it and they hid it. And when they came to the battle of Ai, even though it wasn't a great battle, even though, even though it wasn't a mighty battle, even though it wasn't a battle with thousands upon thousands upon thousands with iron chariots and everything, even though it wasn't that kind of a battle, even the smallest battle will beat you. Even the smallest battle will destroy you. Even the smallest battle will make your heart melt like water. If you're not in the right place, if you're not in the right standing with God, you have to be in the right place with God in order to win. God wants you to win. He has already placed a win in your spirit. He has already told you to go forth. There is no reason that you should not win. If God has told you to do a thing, if God has commissioned you to do a thing, if God has, has anointed you to do a thing, there is no reason that you should lose. If you lose, that means there is something wrong that you need to correct because God did not call us to lose. Even Joshua knew that he was not supposed to lose. No matter what the odds were, no matter what the odds were against him, he had done, went and took cities. He had done, won plenty of battles. He had done, fought for the Lord all this time, all these years, and all for a small thing to beat him. It is not supposed to be named among you. If you are doing exactly what God has told you to do, if you are doing and you are walking upright before him, and upright before men. If you are walking upright and you are doing everything that's in your will, everything that's in your power, God will make sure that you win. So if you're not winning, go back, find out why not, because you are a winner. God has called you to be more than a conqueror. He has called you to be the head and not the tail. He has definitely called you to win. So even in this battle, even in this struggle, even in this attack, you will win if you faint not and you do not veer off the path that God has placed you on. Y'all have a blessed day.